Broadcasting to Ottawa Senator fans around the world. Around the world. It's the Sins Nation Podcast. And now, here's Steve Warren. All right, welcome to the Sens Nation Podcast, our game and review episode. Today, it's our analysis of game number 20 of the 2021 season, the February 21st game at home. That's getting confusing now. A lot of 20s and 21s. The February 21st game at home against the Montreal Canadiens. It is Steve Warren along with the coach, Greg Kennedy, as tonight the Sens beat the Habs 3-2 in overtime. Greg, how are things with you tonight? Things are great, Steve. And I, I got to tell you, I, it may not be good for you, but I love this whole time change thing. Me being two hours behind you is awesome. <laughs> Watching games at five o'clock, it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I've always wondered about that because I've never lived on the West Coast for, I mean, I've visited once in a while, but uh, to have that on a regular basis where it's, because here in the East, obviously, it's always watch the game, go to bed, watch the game, go to bed. <laughs> you get your whole night ahead of you still. Yeah, it's and, and every new player that arrives from the East says the same thing. He says, like, this is so weird. We're, 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 the second game's on, and I'm not exhausted and tired. You know, it's, it's, the second game ends at the time your first game would end, right? It's just, it's really good. It's, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a fun game tonight, I got to say. I mean, it was certainly a fun finish. Uh, we haven't seen too many three-on-three overtimes for the Ottawa Senators this year, but they come up with a 3-2 win in OT. Uh, before we get into tonight's scoring, let's begin with a general thought from each of us on the game. What do you think? Uh, I, I agree with you. It was a, it was fun. Fun was the right word for it. It was a, it was a fun game to watch. Um, there was a lot of uh, offensive zone time by the Senators tonight. They generated a lot of chances. Uh, it was exciting. Uh, Matt Murray came back and true to his word, uh, played strong, had a, had a good game in net. And uh, considering the six guys that were playing defense tonight, uh, hey, take those two points to the bank and run away, man. That's a great effort. Yep. Mike Riley led all skaters on both teams in ice time tonight with 25 and a half minutes back there. Braden Coburn in the lineup because Thomas Shabbat still not ready to go. Erica Branson had a really regrettable moment one-on-one on on the tying goal. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, yeah, I thought, again, fun. Really exciting finish, uh, a dead even hockey game. I mean, the scoreboard will tell you that, but the stat sheet dead even, the chances, uh, the pace of play. I think it was fitting that that game ended up in overtime. Quite frankly, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> you mentioned uh, Mike Riley getting the most minutes. I, I'm sure he led all players in giveaways tonight too. Uh, but Eric Brandstrom, I thought that might have been his best game. He looked confident. He carried the puck with authority tonight. He skated better than I think I've seen him skate uh, this year anyway. I don't even remember watching him play last year. Branstrom, I thought, was very good tonight, and that sort of maybe helped a lot back on the back end. All right, let's get to the score sheet for this evening. Uh, All the scoring, uh, uh, we got, um, let's see, first period. A minute 17 in, and this is the stuff that makes a coach pull the hair out. I'm sure the Sens, Greg, must lead the NHL in goals allowed in the first two minutes of a hockey game. Just it, it was just it's it's basic stuff. Like we, we used to call the the uh the blue line the river and if you screw around too close to the river's edge you can end up drowning in trouble and the sense sure looked like it tonight like the Paul back pass was bad enough but then the Dadinov decided to double down and passed it back to Mike Riley who blew a tire or something and off the Habs went to the races and bang, you're down one nothing, a minute and a half or whatever it is into the game. 
Yeah, Nick Suzuki ends up going the other way. It was Josh Anderson who led the charge up ice, dropped it back to Nick Suzuki. And, uh, well, he showed us he can shoot a hockey puck. Caught by Suzuki, and he drops it off, and now a turnover. Josh Anderson leading it back the other way. Drouin going to the net, hands it off, Suzuki scores! Nick Suzuki rips it off the post and in a minute 17 into the game, and it's one nothing Montreal. All right, that clip courtesy of our friends at Sportsnet. And as you mentioned, that play started on a very bad drop pass. Um, dad knob, I mean, I, I maybe maybe Riley blew a tire, but it, it to me looked like just a um, dad knob uh, passing oh. to where he thought a guy was, and in fact, he was not. But uh, yeah. in any basically. event, that's a, it, was a basically, it was basically an outlet pass for the Habs to come charging into their own zone. <laughs> like dad knob screwed him, basically, right? I'm sure he was apologizing to him later. I can hear, here, you, you do something with this. Oops, sorry about yeah. that. So one nothing for the Habs, and as mentioned, Anderson with the assist, Nick Suzuki's fourth of the year. At the 9.47 mark of the first, Drake Batherson ties the game at one. Batherson down the wing, goes to the net, great play, bouncing puck, scores! Drake Batherson with a move to the net, and I don't know if Stepan got a piece of it at the last second or not, but Ottawa's tied the game at one. Nice play by Batherson there. Pretty much had his way with Victor Mete on the boards, outmuscling him and then toe-dragging Alex Romanov into oblivion. Romanov just sliding out of the play. And then it's like the puck ends up, I think it must have gone off Romanov's stick, off of Jake Allen's mask, volleys up <laughs> over his head, drops behind him and trickles over the line. Uh, Drake Batherson hasn't been scoring as consistently as he'd like, so he is absolutely going to take that baby. Yeah, and it was it was nice. Yes, okay, Mete kind of got uh, beat up on the play, and yes, Romanov slid out. But think of it on the other side of the puck. Batherson showed some great outside speed, uh, some net drive, a, a nice move with the toe drag, and some Steve Warren puck luck trademark. The puck goes into the net. You know, like what more can you ask? Who, like you just said, who cares how it went in? The Drake gets off the snide and and got rewarded for. Like I said, a couple of nice plays. Outside speed, net drive, skill, toe drag. He'll take it. Certainly a great friend of ours, Ian Mendez from The Athletic. He tweeted out that that toe drag and you know number 19 doing it really reminded him of Jason Spezza. And I found it interesting that he said that because I felt the same way. Only I was flashing oh, yeah. back to another number 19, and that's Alexi Yashin, who used to love yeah. that same sort of a toe drag. Yeah, it, it, different. The Spezza one was almost in the same area of the ice. The, the all timer against Sheldon Surrey. Remember that one? That oh, was yeah. a beauty toe drag there. But this, uh, it, it was just nice to see. Batherson deserved something for his for his hard work. The kid skates hard. He works hard. He's been playing very well. Nice to see him get rewarded tonight. That was his fourth goal of the year. Artem Zub drawing the assist. Second period, no scoring. We head on into the third, and uh, well. I trademarked another reference to the puck luck. I called it the rainbow lob shot trademark. And Jake <laughs> Allen clearly had no answer for the Ottawa Senators rainbow lob shots tonight because Josh Norris pulled off another one at the 333 mark of the third period. Norris's fourth of the year. By Sherrod, got it to the point, side seven, front tip, and it bounces in, they score! The shot from the line went off Shane Weber in front, I believe, and it floats over Allen and in, and Ottawa's got the lead. So Norris scoring there, and it's, uh, again, a very 
lucky opportunity. Basically, it's a shot from Zaitsev at the, the right point. Goes off Norris's stick. Bounces downward off the ice. Skips upward. It looked like it maybe hit the shaft of Jake Allen's stick. <laughs> off his face mask. Again, rainbowing over his head. Dropping behind him and trickling over the goal line again. Uh, yeah, the puck luck was there. Zaitsev and Kachuk ending up with the assists there. Um, no room for description on the score sheet, right, Greg? <laughs> no, but but also, again, same sort of thing, okay? Brady Kachuk makes a hell of a play in the offensive zone to maintain possession. He takes a beating from behind, but while going down, still gets the puck from low to high, makes a great play back to Zaitsev, gives Zaitsev credit for changing his shooting angle and getting the puck in a lane to the net, give Norris credit for going to where he has to go to be in the right place to get a tip on it, and okay, then you had the Steve Warren puck luck trademark, but all those three good things ahead of that led to a led to a goal. Like you know, you, you can't fault guys for for doing the right things if the puck just happens to bounce around before it goes in the net. There was work to be done still, though, because with about five and a half minutes left in the third in the game, Corey Perry went to work, being the rocket he is, blazing fast down the left wing. Too much for Eric Goodbranson, unfortunately, to handle one-on-one, and he tied it up at two. Perry, nifty move, got around, scores! What a play by Corey Perry, drags the puck around. Eric Goodbranson and tucks it home, and the Canadians have tied it at two. So there's Corey Perry tying it up, Jeff Petrie with the assist, and oh my goodness, Eric Goodbranson is not going to love watching that in the video session. Yeah, he'd like that one back. Got, got a little uh, caught puck watching and got dangled by a wily seasoned veteran. It wasn't exactly speed. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like he was caught standing still handing out a speeding ticket to that car blazing by, but uh, he got dangled through the feet. And I mean, it happens, right? Uh, you get you get caught sometimes standing still. Your feet aren't moving. You're watching the puck, and he got dangled good. Yeah, no question. So that uh, forced overtime, and uh, at the 3.30 mark, it was, uh, I mean, three three and a half minutes of pure entertainment. There were so many opportunities. Connor Brown with a breakaway uh, in the overtime. Shocker there. Um, but uh, Brady Kachuk, <laughs> Brady Kachuk got it done. His sixth goal of the year to win it for the Sens. Kachuk back on it behind the goal. Ottawa buzzing. Kachuk hit tight off a skate. Got it on scores! Once again, all clips courtesy of our friends at Sportsnet. So Brady Kachuk, again, his sixth of the year. Batherson and Brandstrom drawing the assists. And uh, just look, Kachuk basically corralled the puck behind the Montreal net and looked like the Habs were tired. And Kachuk just basically said, okay, if nobody's going to come get me, I'm just going to wander out in front. The puck kind of caromed off one of the defenders and right back onto Kachuk's stick, and he beat Jake Allen low to the blocker side, and that was it. Sends win at 3-2. to two. Uh, There was uh, obviously a mix-up in, in the Hab defense down low. I mean, teams are going to play man-to-man in that sort of situation. And Anderson went towards Kachuk and seemed to get to the goal line and then kind of thought, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be with him. And and then he pulled away, and that, that created the lane for Kachuk to walk out there and try the stuff the first time around and then banged home the rebound. I mean, just a, a miscommunication, missed assignments by the... The Habs getting sorted out in their D-zone coverage as to who has who. And good on Kachuk. He takes advantage of it. Good on Kachuk. He takes the puck to the net. Good on Kachuk. He stays with it. 
again, good things. Uh, all three goals, good things led to a, led to a goal. Whether it was pretty or not, doesn't matter. Good work, good plays by by three different players, and and you've got three goals. Yeah, I was pleased the Sens were able to finish that off. In that, uh, I thought Stutzla was going to maybe wear the goat horns because he got caught out there forever yeah. in the three on three, and I was worried that he. I mean, he finally, in desperation, had to make a what really looked like a bad change initially. Uh, but he's like, okay, I got to go because I, I can't defend anymore. I'm so tired. But because he had such a late change, just in the moment where the Sens have, uh, you know, basically, they're, again, they're shorthanded at that point as, as Stutzler's going back to the bench. But as luck has it, the puck ends up on an Ottawa stick. And that's just when Connor Brown's coming out to replace Stutzler and he's got a breakaway. Like, it's <laughs> it, uncanny the number of breakaways and opportunities that Connor Brown is generating for like he might be getting the same number of chances as his old junior teammate Connor McDavid is getting. <laughs> it's crazy right now. He cannot finish. Well, I've said it more than a few times, Steve. Every game there is a mandatory Connor Brown breakaway. And tonight he had two of them. But then again, it was overtime. So does the clock reset then? And since he got one in overtime, now he doesn't get one next game? I'm not sure. We'll have to see. But but there is there is it's somewhere in the rules somewhere says that Connor Brown must get a breakaway every game. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Dave, one of our uh, emailers, wrote, uh, do these guys need breakaway practice? Because a minute and a half left in the game, Drake Batherson had an absolutely clear-cut breakaway as well. And I don't know. It, I'm, I'm just as glad that thing didn't get to the shootout. Well, we were talking about it in the house here. Oh, Because when it went to overtime, I said, okay, it's going to be Mike Riley or Connor Brown. There's my money. And uh, the guys were joking, saying, well, it goes to shootout. Who the hell do the Sens pick? And I said, well, there's got to be Connor Brown in there. And my goalie was the one who said, <laughs> my goalie was the one who said, well, he does have the most experience with breakaways, so he probably should be in the shootout. Yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't calm anyway. <laughs> he he score. Score <laughs> um, so uh, where was I now? Oh, yes. Uh, Connor Brown talking about him. And uh, we had another, uh, as long as I'm going to the uh, sure. good emailer, um, got one here from Sav Money 1.0. Um, curious if you and Greg agree with my opinion that the NHL's North Division might not be very good at all. I don't know. What do you think? I haven't, I just, I've only been watching North Division hockey, so I really have no idea. That's interesting. That's what an interesting take. Um, I've seen. A fair bit of other teams play. I did watch the game, the, the interrupted game last night, and then watched the rest of it this morning. Um, I've watched a lot of NBC games. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think that the there are there are at least three teams in the Eastern Division that can't make up their mind whether they're good or bad, and that's what the problem is. Too many nights that the, the bad team shows up, be it a Vancouver or an Ottawa or uh, last night Calgary. Like, which team's going to show up? Even Edmonton's had nights where they've been absolutely terrible, and then the next night they're phenomenal. It's it's finding some level of consistency, and that's probably what Sav's seeing. You're watching scores that are just ridiculous, and it's got more to do with a consistent effort or a lack of a consistent effort from most of the teams in, in this division. All right, heading to the game sheet. As I mentioned, it's a very even evening Uh yeah, not much to separate at all. Sends out shoot the Habs tonight, 39-32. Face-offs in favor of the Senators, 55% for Ottawa. Power plays, 
nothing doing. 0 for 4 for the Sens. 0 for 3 for Montreal. Penalty minutes. Uh, Montreal had uh, two more at 10 to 8. Hits 27-25. Block shots 15 to 11 in favor of the Sens. And giveaways. These Sens had a few more 16 to 10. The power play is an issue though. Sens are now on a run where they're 0 for 24 on the power play as they go into the second game of this two-game set with the Canadians on Tuesday. And uh, to me, it looks they're starting to look dangerous. Like there was a moment tonight where I was really pleased to see Stutzla really looking to work it to that bumper roll that Dadnov takes up, that that slot roll. Uh, he got the puck to him for a one-timer. Dadnov missed it. But how much more dangerous will the setup be, Greg, if at least the penalty kill has to concern themselves with that guy in the slot? For sure. I mean, that, that that's they're, they're trying to set up in a in a in a one three one. They but they really have not been able to make the play work to the bumper guy. We've talked about it here. The Dadnov is supposed to be one of the best bumper guys in the league, and yet we haven't seen it. Uh, I, I I'm with you. I saw it a couple times tonight. There was one where he just missed. There was another couple times where it just it's just a quick touch pass in, touch pass back out to buy yourself some time on the wall there for Stutzler on the other side for Batherson. Uh, I thought the first power play they had tonight and even a bit of the second power play they had tonight, like they had two in the first period, um, it was so much better. They were moving the puck around so much quicker, generating some chances, generating some good looks. Maybe the pass didn't quite work on, on a scene pass here and there, but the first two power plays were very good. Then, unfortunately, it just fell apart after that. Were the rest of the night, it just wasn't good. You know, like this... Mm-hmm. The, he, he, the second power play off it, they then had momentum for a good five minutes, like good five or six minutes off the second power play. They had the puck on their stick. They were in the offensive zone. They were making things happen. And that's something that comes from a power play that has some success, not necessarily scoring a goal, but some success, builds some confidence, gets everybody feeling good. And they did take Mo on their side there for four or five minutes. But you're you're absolutely right. They've got to find a way to score. It's over 24 or 25 now. It's that That can't continue. And finally tonight, Greg, it was a very interesting reaction at the end because Sportsnet, uh, when they're showing the highlights or, or the replay of the winning goal by Kachuk, they train the camera on GMPR Dorian, and you could see he's intently watching the play. And you're thinking, okay, he's going to freak out or at least give you a little fist bump or, a, or something. But I, I was shocked by the lack of reaction. And maybe he's thinking... He doesn't want anybody to see him celebrating when the team's record is what it is, that people would make fun of that. I'm trying to get my head around it, but it would be hard for me as the general manager of this team, so starved for wins, and the team played so well tonight for the most part. They come away with a W, and there was like literally no reaction. It was like gather up his keys, and and that was the extent of it. He just really was so neutral. Were you surprised by that? They even showed it twice, Steve. Like I, yeah. I, I honestly thought to myself... Did they accidentally show the one at the end of the second period or the end of the third period where they're headed to overtime or something? Like, it did not seem like it was in sync with the end of the game. It was like mm-hmm. it was the end of the third or something. I, I don't know. That's something to ask. I, I would love to get in on a press conference or somehow or other and ask him, like, what was going on there? He just went over, picked up his pen, closed up his book and grabbed his phone and was walking out. Yeah. And I'm not so much critical of it. I'm just curious about it, I think, at the end of the day. It was it was odd. Um, but let's close it out today with your conquering hero, ladies and gentlemen, and the next captain of your Ottawa Senators, the guy with the game-winning goal, Brady Kachuk, talking about the game winner. 
and that was a great job by the lines before, um, you know, myself to get out there, hem them in. And I mean, there's a ton of great opportunities for us to score and um, chopped out there. So nobody was coming at me and tried making a backdoor play, but just a lucky bounce and um, just tried quickly getting on net. And uh, luckily it went in, but um, all the credit goes to, you know, the guys in the shift before and Murr who played awesome for us again tonight. Was the mindset going into the overtime just to be as aggressive on the puck as possible here? I think they outshot them 6 nothing in the overtime period. Yeah, well, I think, you know, as a group, we're learning. And and I think when we get to those, you know, close games, you know, even games going into, you know, late third and, and uh, into overtime, we don't want to just get it to overtime. We want to win, and we want to win whether it's in regulation or overtime. We want to just keep attacking and keep keep uh Know, creating chances and, and taking advantage of, the, advantage of the chances we have. So, um, no, that was the mentality we had, and, and I think that's a great moment for our group to um, get success from from that mentality, and, and we're going to use that uh, moving forward. There's Brady Kachuk on the game-winning goal, and uh, the win tonight sends take it 3-2 over the Montreal Canadiens in overtime. And uh, next game is on Tuesday night. Greg, any final thoughts after this one? Looking forward to Tuesday. Let's see, yep. you know, that we, we've said throughout the season in games where the Sens have dominated for a period or something, all of a sudden the other team wakes up and comes back and destroys them. So, and you could even look at the three-game series against the Leafs. They they showed up for game one, and then all of a sudden the Leafs said, oh, wait a minute, this is the Senators. Let's wake up here, boys, for game three. So let's see if the Habs come back with something different, or let's see if the Senators can maintain it. Yep, and it was advantage Sens, let's be honest. Uh there's no reason sure. for Sens fans to be anything but pumped about a victory, and I'm not going to throw cold water on it at all. Any wins, however they come, you take them and run to the bank with them. But the reality is, Habs played last night, and I knew when it was tied after two, you know what? Sens probably have a slight advantage on the Habs who played Toronto last night into the third period, and uh, that will certainly be on even ground as uh, the two teams now get a day off tomorrow before Tuesday's game again here in Ottawa so we shall call it quits right there um, again just want to remind everybody that our website is sensnationhockey.com and we also invite you if you're enjoying the show to uh, share the show subscribe would be great as well and we look forward to talking to you again after Tuesday's game Greg great job as always and we'll talk to you Tuesday good night buddy talk to you soon